Carlos Aragon. I'm the CEO. So what inspired you to create the nonprofit? Both my wife and I were in the military and um, we had our careers, lives planned out. We had everything was perfect. We were going to retire. We didn't know each other at this point, but we had everything laid out in front of us. And then for me personally, one day I was severely injured inside of a C-130 aircraft in the Air Force. And that changed everything. So, um, so I went through the medical retirement process because I could no longer do my job. I had severed nerves in my neck and shoulder. Um, a lot of things messed up and I tried to stay in. I tried to do whatever I could to continue my career in the air force, even if I had to switch jobs, but, um, that was denied. So I was medically retired honorably from the air force. And at that point I had no income, um, besides the small disability check that I got from the air force from that injury. And so I basically started looking for work, um, but I couldn't get hired without the use of my right arm, um, especially in the only thing I've been trained to do, which was a, be a mechanic. So um, that was really difficult. And so that income stream disappeared. I was put on painkillers the day of the injury. Um, and so I became quickly dependent and addicted to those. Um, I didn't know that at the time that I was addicted, but I was, I couldn't go without them. And so I was on painkillers, which was another reason I couldn't get hired. Um, and everything went downhill. My wife at the time was, um, looking for work herself. She was Lithuanian, so she was having a hard time finding work with English as a second language. Um, and, uh, and one day she disappeared, she left. And so, um, I became homeless <laughs> really quickly. My car was repossessed because I couldn't make payments. Um, living off of $800 a month is really difficult when you have, you go from having a house, um, cars, bills, everything to and an income to having 800 and having to figure out what those priorities are what do you pay what you don't pay and so my car was repossessed um, while i was living out of it um, when i became homeless so um so yeah got i didn't have a house um living out of my car went into walmart to get water and came outside and my car was gone and everything was inside my car, clothes, um, the rest of my wallet, or important belongings, everything was in the car. Um, and so I didn't know what to do, so I just started walking. And uh, I survived, but a year and a half later, I, um, you know, I was found dehydrated in a parking lot and brought to the ER. And they basically gave me the choice to change, you know, to change, to save your life or continue on what you're doing and die. 
And I didn't know how to get out of that cycle of homelessness. It's extremely hard. So I went to the VA rehab center, which was absolutely incredible. Um, I did six months of full-time classes and, um, you know, therapy, they have job, job specialists and everything. And it was amazing. So I graduated rehab and I was clean. I was free. I was, um, had a, a reset on my life at, at 26 years old. Um, but I didn't know I was going to meet Kira in rehab, my wife, my current wife, <laughs> my only wife. <laughs> and, um, her and I together, we, went through this and she was battling alcohol alcoholism and um together we supported and uplifted each other and once we got out of rehab we decided to you know we wanted to give back i still didn't have a job i still didn't really know what i was going to do and so um we started volunteering for different nonprofits and and helping the homeless and things like that but one day um, I realized that I was getting really depressed and sad and I didn't have any goals or motivation or drive. I didn't know what my life's purpose was. And so um, months passed by and we buy this little Walmart telescope for $40 for our son's birthday. And we set it up in the backyard and um, I didn't know how the heck to use it. I've never touched a telescope in my life. So, um, I pointed it at the brightest thing in the sky, the, the brightest star, and I looked through the eyepiece and it was Jupiter. I had no idea that this little tiny piece of plastic, um, with a couple lenses could transport you through time and space to see the four moons orbiting Jupiter, the cloud bands on Jupiter, the great red spot. You could see everything. And so this little Walmart telescope, not only did it distract me for this, for the four hours that I was out in the backyard, but it, it was exciting. It was something new. It was something off this earth, outer worldly, something that you're not used to. It's unique. Um, it's dealing with nature and it just blew my mind and I wasn't stressed. I didn't have anxiety. I didn't have any PTSD um, symptoms happening. I was excited. And when I came back inside after hours to tell my wife, like, look what I've, uh, discovered with this little thing. And she's like, whatever you're doing, you need to keep doing that. <laughs> so we bought a bigger telescope, an actual full-size monster eight inch, um, telescope that was used on Craigslist, went up to Phoenix and got it. And, you could see even more detail and more clarity and more objects. And I just started hunting for things. I started finding things. And while this was happening, we were helping other nonprofits. But we thought to ourselves, why can't we just create our own little astronomy club? Because there's none in this area. And bring our telescope to the Safeway parking lot every month. And um, see if anybody is wants to come look at Saturn or Jupiter or the moon. And it was a massive hit, a massive hit. And we realized that not only was it exciting to look at objects in the night sky, of course, plus we're in Tucson, the 
dark sky headquarters, the astronomy headquarters of the world. Um, But all the kids that we saw, there was, there were a lot of kids who were, who seemed sad or unhappy, um, especially when we invited them to the private stargazing events. We'd get to talking with them, and a lot of these kids are having depression and anxieties or being bullied at school, having uh, problems at home. Um, And so once we saw them looking through the telescope and getting excited and wanting more, wanting to come back, we started researching, you know, what, what are the impacts of astronomy? You know, obviously it's for STEM, it's for scientific research, um, tons of things, and just for as a hobby. But we, what we didn't know is that astronomy is proven to help people with their mental health, especially stress, anxiety, and depression. And within the last four years, we've had quite a few suicides in this local area. One of them was 11 years old. The other one was 12, one was 14. And obviously it was, a lot of it was because of COVID, but even after COVID, we're still having these issues. And the research says that uh, Southern Arizona is higher, is 17% higher than the national average for youth suicide, depression, and anxiety. So, um, we said, what the heck, we're going to start our own nonprofit. We're going to help people go through the process that I went through during my hardest time. We're going to focus on kids because if astronomy, if this little tiny telescope changed my life and helped me get out of a hole as an adult, imagine what it can do for a kid. And so we brought all these things together. The homeless program, we started handing out uh, backpacks to the homeless. Um, we started doing stargazing events every month um, at Gabe Zimmerman Trailhead, and we started donating telescopes to fam to low-income families um, and spreading the word about astronomy and mental health. And so, this terrible sequence of events from sorry, this terrible sequence of events from um, being injured, addicted, homeless, um, about to die to rehab, to still feeling depressed, even after all that therapy and everything, I was still lost, um, that this little telescope changed everything. You know, it, it meant the world to us. And so we made a mission around it. And um, we found out that we're the first and the only nonprofit in the world to be doing this type of thing. So we're trying to get other organizations and charities and schools to implement astronomy into their programs, especially if it's connected, if they're connecting it to mental health. So that's the the semi-short answer of why we started Reach for the Stars. Well, how does it feel when you see these kids enjoying looking at the stars? It is the most rewarding thing watching a kid arguing with their parents that, you know, I've seen, look through a telescope or I've, you know, I, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. I want to play um, Xbox or whatever. And then they walk up to the eyepiece and we teach them how to do it. You know, there's a certain way you need to be in a place that's quiet, calm. You need to be open to whatever's around you. You need to be hearing the, the 
birds and and nature the wind you know just be grounded and just kind of know where you're at and know what you're about to look through you're just looking through a, a two pieces of glass or two mirrors um and and so we we show them how to use a telescope and when they walk up to it and look through that eyepiece it's an extreme awe effect it's a it's a massive hit of wonder and there you can see their minds just light up and they start asking questions while they're looking they start um talking about facts that they know they start getting really excited they start asking their parents to buy them the telescope like um it is just the most incredible rewarding thing to see them and it doesn't matter what age they are We've had adults, we've had the elder, elderly break down in tears when they see Saturn's rings, um, you know, saying, why haven't I known about this my whole life? Like, what have I been doing? <laughs> um, and it's surreal seeing the objects float across the field of view in the eyepiece because Earth is rotating at 850 miles an hour here in Tucson to the east and so the stars look like they're moving west and it it makes it very real it makes it very um personal and it's it's incredible seeing those people light up like that just talking to you about this actually makes sense because I suffer from a mental illness and I know just going outside at night and seeing some stars, uh, take a deep breath. It does, you know, is a little therapeutic, but I've never done the telescope. So, uh, well, I might just send you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Connecting to nature is one thing, but, um seeing something up close and personal that's in our solar system or beyond the galaxies and nebulas that we show people it's it's a very unique experience and it's something that therapy cannot tap into or traditional measure uh, measures can't tap into and um of course therapy works but the addition of astronomy into people's lives and you don't need a telescope but the addition of astronomy um, is very impactful. So I highly recommend it. <laughs> and then I talk to a lot of veterans and they talk about the challenges of the transition process. Do you think oh something gosh. like this would, you know, would help veterans as well? Yes, absolutely. Um, the transition process is, is very difficult the va the government has been working on it and apparently it's getting better and they have apprenticeship programs while you're still in the military and they pay you um to go work at a job uh while you're still in or while you're getting out um so i've heard but um that doesn't mean it's easy because once you get those papers and you drive off base or um you know you leave your position for the that last time it is an overwhelming experience and it is not easy to go through. Um, the, the culture, the culture is just a massive difference. There's so many, so many, uh, things that you get used to in the military, especially after 10 years. Um, and so going into civilian life is, is very difficult. So 
once we get our building, we're, we're looking for a building to build a community observatory um, as a headquarters for our nonprofit, because currently we're out of our house. Um, once we get a building and we get the, the people to expand this mission, we're going to um, implement veteran PTSD program with our astronomy. Uh, and so with that goes, I want to go and talk to the people going or transitioning out of the military in the, I forget what it's called, but it's like a three week or a couple months. Um, you go to a bunch of classes with other people who are getting out of the military. Um, it's not called, I forget what it's called. There's an acronym for everything, of course, in the <laughs> yes. military. But um, I want to go and teach there and and uh, tell them, you know, what my experience was with, with this and how astronomy could have helped me. So, yeah, one day we'll get to the veterans. How has creating uh, the nonprofit with your wife helped your own healing process? The nonprofit, we didn't know what the heck to expect. We didn't know what we were getting into. Um but we had been on boards, the board of directors at different nonprofits, and um, it was it was difficult. But having that, just the process of building a nonprofit, working with the IRS and these things, um, that was, you know, for people in recovery, staying busy is extremely important. Um, lack of busyness or stagnant uh being stagnant can lead to relapse and so that in itself was awesome um it kept us busy it kept our minds off off things and uh it was exciting the entire time we really enjoyed building the nonprofit and making it our own and it was difficult because no one's ever done this before so we didn't have an example to go off of but the astronomy aspect it was very helpful and very um, healing at the end of the day. If we had a rough day or we were working on a grant or something, it's just very tiresome, very uh, gives a lot of anxiety or even doing events. I, I'm ex I have anxiety and butterflies and nervousness in my stomach 24 seven. So doing events and presenting to a group of a hundred people, um, the constellations or anything, uh, is difficult. And so once at the end of the day, no matter what we were doing at home, at an event, once everyone leaves or once um, it's nighttime, I go outside alone. Kira, my wife, goes and lays on the trampoline and just looks up. And that process of, of being out there and seeing objects or seeing satellites drift by or, you know, it's, it's very um, grounding and um, like I said, that awe effect is a scientifically proven method. So we, uh, we use it. And you talk about STEM, how a lot of people are, you know, learning more for future careers and stuff like that. But a lot of people don't, you know, t connect that with mental health. How, how did you guys make that connection? Well, it kind of happened naturally. Um, astronomy, like I said, is proven to help. And 
everything, if you want to know anything about astronomy, you're going to have to learn some STEM. Um, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math is everything astronomy. Um, for measuring distances and parallax angles and all these things, it's, you know, if you want to dive into astronomy or even know how a telescope works, how light travels through optics or um, mirrors and wavelengths and even even how temperature and the Earth's um, atmospheric distortion changes your image um, or your view, depending on what you're doing. I do a lot of astrophotography and imaging, um, so, you know, it's all based in STEM and introducing kids to that or people or adults that is really exciting because stem is is what is needed to make the future a brighter place and sending kids through our program introducing them to these astronomy uh, classes and programs it sets them on a trajectory to becoming scientists explorers um imagers uh researchers there's so many things that are in the stem field and um all of it is positive and and reinforcing a better future so we highly encourage stem we do experiments we launch rockets we we do everything you can imagine involving space we study the sun um and it's a blast so we really uh anything to do with stem and space we do.